Good morning, Zion Baptist Church. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this Sunday, March 29th, worship experience. Definitely want to encourage us in this time that we may be displaced from our places of worship as we gather together. Uh, we want to focus on today God's turn to turn you around as we look in John 11 chapter, uh, as we prepare our hearts for his word and his text. Let us turn to our Lord for a moment of prayer and turn to him and ask him for guidance and direction. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Speak to our hearts and to our minds as we want to spend some time in your word, in your presence. Father, minister to us through Jesus Christ, Lord's name we pray. Amen. Truly is a joy to join with you one more time in the house of God. Um, truly blessed to continue to serve Zion. Um, want to honor and encourage us in this time as we are struggling, dealing with this pandemic, uh, that we serve a God that is still able uh, to meet our every needs. And so with that, we want to turn to our text, the John 11 chapter, looking at verses uh, 17 to 27, then looking at verses 38 uh, to 45. Uh, but this text is familiar to many of us. Uh, that we know about the story of Lazarus, uh, knowing about the power of the resurrection, knowing about Lazarus being dead and being raised to life. And so I want to kind of deal with that content and that context, talking about how Jesus turned death um, into life, dealing with change, dealing with how he is constantly changing us, building us and growing us. And so in this text, we're going to talk about how we deal with pain and how we deal with um, impending death, expected death, and how we can endure and trusting in God to help us bring us through this situation. Uh, in our text, we might be familiar with this story. Those who are not, let me give you a background. Jesus was told of Lazarus's illness. The message came to him with hope that Jesus could heal the man who was ill. But it says that he stayed there some days and and in John 11, chapter verse three makes it clear to us. And so the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. Here, I want to highlight how these two women had hope in Jesus. Jesus is hope and brings hope. Martha and Mary had hope in Jesus and looked to Jesus for hope in their healed brother to be healed. We can follow Mary and Martha's lead and place our hope, too, in Jesus as well. In times when we see that, that things are beyond our control, we can turn to the one who can make a difference in our life. God's way is always higher, greater, better than our ways, and oftentimes God's ways are different than ours ways. God's plans for us are oftentimes beyond our understanding, yet Lazarus' illness through the hardship of his sisters has a great purpose, a part of God's plan that they were not privileged to know at the moment in time. I understand that maybe it had been permissible for God to let them know that, hey, this is going to happen, but it's going to turn out all good, but yet our faith Faith grows, our, our faith is strengthened when we don't know what we're going through and how we're going to deal with it. And so here it is that we're finding the background, the context of this text about how we need to understand that we can trust in God in the in the times of pain and times of death and believing that he can turn it around. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You can turn it around. And so the text tells us his response. But when Jesus heard 
about, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. And I want to highlight here that Martha and Mary do not hear this. It's only his disciples that hear this good news, this message of hope and understanding that, hey, what's happening to Lazarus is all good. But yet the message has not reached Mary and Martha yet. And so to them, what is all good is all bad. And that's the struggle that we're dealing with right now, that we oftentimes cannot see the good that's going to come out of our bad situation. But yet, if we can trust in God, we can believe because he is good. And since he is good, God does what is good. We can expect something good to happen. But it takes some patience. It takes some endurance. It takes some strength in us to continue to hold on in those times of hardships and times of darkness. And so let's look about what he says that's going to happen. He says, this is done so that the, they will see uh, God's glory, that, the, that, that this is happening for the glory of God. So what is glory? Well, glory is the expressing and the radiance and the wonder and the splendor of God's character. Israel saw the glory of the Lord rest on the mountain like a consuming fire. Exodus 24, 16 and 17 breaks it down to us. It says, And the glory of the Lord settled down on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from the inside the cloud. To the Israelites at the foot of the mountain, the glory of the Lord appeared at the summit like a consuming fire. Although that God's glory might consume us like a consuming fire, but yet we don't get burnt. That we can stay in his presence and understand the warmth and the glory and the joy of being in, in holiness and excellence in our Lord and Savior, God himself. And so he's saying that this is done so you might see my excellence. Uh, you might see my radiance. Uh, you might see the goodness of my character and my conduct. I, I want to encourage us that whatever we're going through, trust that we can see his glory. Trust that we can see his character. Trust we can see his conduct and see the goodness that's going to come uh, from our Lord and our Savior through whatever we are going through. Knowing that he is able, hallelujah, he is able to deliver us and strengthen us. And so verse 14 tells us so that the world becomes, the, the, John 1, 14 tells us, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness and followed this. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. The gospel of John opens up talking about in the beginning was the word and the word was God and that they beheld his glory. They seen his glory. So this is a a preface, if you will, to where we are right now in this moment of John, that when do we see glory? How do we see his glory? Well, here's a glimpse of the glory of the Son of God right here in this text dealing with the illness and the, the death of Lazarus. So Jesus knows what is good for us because he is God and God is good. God's glory is good and reveals us the power of his salvation. We can stand before the Lord and his glory because he wants us to be in his presence. God's glory is part of our story. Those who know the Lazarus story know that, the, that after the pain came the glory. So let us fast forward to the pain of death that has impacted this family because the illness of Lazarus did lead to death, but they did not understand what Jesus was speaking about, how this was does not lead to death, but it leads to life. Verse 17 picks up in our text. 
You with me? When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. We have to be willing to endure the pain as we trust in the Lord for four days. The funeral has taken place. Traditional mourning is still taking place. They're dealing with the pain and a range of emotions and dealing with the grief. Some of us might understand some of the different stages of grief. And one of the different stages of grief is is denial, uh, that they're not accepting of what has happening. And and accepting is hard to time when things are hurtful, uh, when things seem too real, uh, when some things happen unexpected. And she is not expecting the loss of her brother. Matter of fact, she points out to Jesus that if you were here, we would not be suffering a loss from my brother. So it says that when Martha got the word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Even in her pain and her not accepting the death, she's still trusting in Jesus, knowing that he possesses the power of healing. But yet she believed that while her brother was still alive, Jesus could heal him. She's not fully understanding the the great power possessing in Jesus. She, she thinks there's a limit to his power, not knowing that the glory of God involves showing his limitless power. And so here it is that even in her pain, Jesus is teaching us the power of resurrection. Even in her pain, he's showing us that you might be struggling, you might be hurt, you might be in pain, but I'm able to help you out. I'm able to deliver you. I'm able to strengthen you. And this is what I want to encourage us to understand and know that we're dealing with pain right now, hurts right now, but we still have a God that is able to help us. Now, I can't tell you again how long it's going to last. We find out here, they sent the message. It took four days for him to show up. But but yet I can encourage you to know this, that God is going to show up. I just want to encourage you right now that he will show up. And at what moment, at what time will be the right time? Because God is good. But it does not mean that we won't suffer pain. We won't suffer hurt. We won't suffer hardship. Right here, Jesus is present right here in this text. And they're dealing with pain. They're dealing with hardship. They're dealing with difficulties, but yet Christ is pointing out to them that troubles don't last always. This is good news to understand that though it's hard right now, it's difficult right now, troubles don't last always. And so Jesus is pointing out to her that you're seeing this as an end, but I'm seeing this as a continuation. See, Jesus gives hope to Martha as she faces this pain. Martha's limited understanding of Jesus leads her to feel lost and hurt because of the loss of her brother. Jesus speaks of resurrection, and she is still not fully understanding Jesus. Jesus speaks this great truth to her. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said. He will rise when everyone else rises. And the last day, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? From death to life, we see the glory. Jesus is dealing with her doubt and the pain of the people still looking to the, uh, at this grave site. And they're dealing with doubt. Because some even expressed he's speaking about healing and resurrection. But some said this, the man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Sometimes in our lives that when we see the 
things that impact us and hurt us, it leads us to doubt that anything could have changed it or anything could have been better. Mary and Martha were believing that if he showed up earlier, uh, everything would have been all right. Uh, they are in belief that only why Lazarus still had um, breath in his lungs and still was vital, uh, that Jesus could have turned it around. But they saw death as the end of life and thought that there was nothing more that Jesus could do till the end times. But yet Jesus points out to her that he was not speaking of end times, but yet some of the people are doubting, saying that uh, couldn't he have healed him? He was a blind man. And here's the struggle that we deal with that. We got to be careful that there might be people around us that might help us to give in to our grief, give in to our doubt, give in to our pain, and not look towards the hope. Our hope is always in Jesus. And so don't give up, but continue trusting and believing that God, you can make a way out of this situation. And you can bring healing out of this situation. And that's what we have to stay there. Stay there, trusting in him, believing in him, that God can, can turn it around for our benefit. And so here's what's happening here. Even in the midst of the doubters, Jesus shows how the power of God prevails. In verse 40 to 45 of, our, of the 11th chapter of Gospel of John, it reads, Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here, so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out of his hands and his feet bound in grave cloths, his face wrapped in head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him up. Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. Jesus shows us the glory of God in this great act. Notice that in the midst of doubt, in the midst of unbelief, in the midst of pain, uh, God is still moving. I want to encourage you that it does not matter if you don't feel you have enough. Know that God has enough. It doesn't matter if you think it cannot be done. God can get it done. Even those who were not understanding what was happening, he, God said, this was for my glory. Oh, hallelujah. And so when we understand that it is for his glory, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're dealing with, we understand if it's for his glory, it's going to work it out. And so we can trust in God that, that, that he will lead us into the direction he wants us to be. And he will push us and encourage us and never leave us nor forsake us because his power is our strength. His power is our hope. His power is the one to give us the energy to keep on and on. So Jesus shows his power in these words, Lazarus, come out. I'm speaking to you today, encourage you that wherever you are in, God has the power to call you out. It may feel that it's impossible. It may feel like it's taking days. It may feel that it might not happen, but understand, just wait till he calls you. Wait till you hear that message. And know that your body will respond, your situation will respond, because we have to obey his command. Jesus proves he's the resurrection and the life. So though we are feeling dead, I want you to know we have life because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He's the God of the living. And so which means to us, 
that no matter what we're going through, as long as we have Christ in our heart, as long as we submit to him, as long as we know him as our Lord and Savior, he says that if we abide in him, he will abide in us. And anything we ask in our Father's name, he will give to us. And so we know he wants redemption for us. We know he wants salvation for us. And so, so what salvation looks like is different for everybody. Mary and Martha saw salvation coming days before the death of their brother. But yet salvation came after the death of their brother that he rose him again. I want to encourage you to understand that sometimes we have to go through a little pain. We got to go through a little suffering, but God can turn it around. The pain of repentance helps us to turn back towards his salvation. The pain of our shame and our guilt helps us to turn around to leave those things behind and leave death and go back to life. For the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So I want to pray with you at this moment that whatever is your situation you're dealing with, definitely many of us dealing with this pandemic, many dealing with death, many dealing with financial situations, many dealing with health situations, we can wait on God to show up and to turn it around, to take what feels like death and speak life. Because the winds and the water obey his commands. Life obeys his commands. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we want to just surrender to you at this moment. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Draw us close into your presence. Help us, God, in the midst of our weakness, in the midst of our doubt, in the midst of our unbelief. Help our belief. You be our source. You be our strength. You encourage us that we walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you to be continued. Uh, may the Lord Jesus continue to bless you and keep you until we meet again. Jesus loves you, and so do I. God bless.